you're listening to High Value Women, brought to you by the New Feminist magazine. We are your hosts, Ellie Masiara Fielding. And it's your girl, your main G, your main squeeze, you might say, Adam Sarsfati Rawlings. How are we all doing? <laughs> your intros, they're, they're giving me life. I love it so I'm much. feeling very zesty today. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so um listen femi fact but i just don't as i just said i don't want to waste time doing a femi fact with mike because i just desperately want to talk about colleen and like the last <gasps> week Girl, I, yes, just please pop off. I just can't i just what is going on what is going on and this technically isn't feminist related but it also kind of is because it yeah, touches no, on it, so many it like really is so many yeah. contemporary issues exactly All- all I'm going to say is um, the Apology album, because she's going to have to make more oh. songs now. I'm, it just um, keeps I'm going. Thinking, I'm thinking Grammys. I'm thinking <laughs> no one on Spotify Global. Maybe a Tony. <laughs> oh, my God. She becomes if there's Egot, a live show. but it's just on the basis of her Apology songs. No, but for real. That, oh, my God. That got stuck on my... that. That's still stuck in oh. my head. It's been stuck in my head for quite some time. So... All aboard! No, don't. <laughs> so, when I told you, literally, I went to go see Wicked, and um, there's a... Just... It's totally irrelevant, but, like, I can't hear that anymore. There's just this moment where they shout all aboard, where then there's, like, a train coming, and I... Like, I don't know what happened. Like, I lost my shit, and I had to, like... I had to leave because I was like suddenly thinking about the video and I was like crying with laughter and that's embarrassing because Felix was like what are you laughing at <laughs> I was like what do you, <laughs> did you not do you want to <laughs> give us a little rundown of what's going on just in case anyone doesn't know what we're obsessed with yeah. right now yeah I mean also are you living under a rock if you don't know what's no going for on? real but... <laughs> so basically you may have heard of Miranda Sings uh who is the character played by Colleen Ballinger. And um, she, I can't even, I'm not sure if I can get through this without like breaking, but basically- <laughs> it's okay, I can help you. <laughs> she is, um, has come into the spotlight recently because she is just, I don't, I don't even know where so to begin. She's so problematic. But this story originated with former fans of hers speaking out about the fact that she was inappropriate with them. She sent underage fans underwear. She was in the DMs. Um, Also allegations of child grooming as well. Yeah, child grooming and a lot of like emotional manipulation to get them to do free promo work for her. Stuff like that. So our girl Colleen sat down. Her three children having ass sat down and thought I know what the move is. I'm going to look at every apology video, James Charles, Laura Lee, Manny M.U.A., Jeffree Star, Shane Dawson, Ty Westbrook, all the famously awful apology videos. She said, I'm beat it. So she sat down with a ukulele, apologies to the island nation of Hawaii, right off the jump for the misuse of a ukulele, and did a 10-minute apology song. She really said, apology video with Taylor's 10-minute version. Like, what the fuck? I, I told you I wasn't going to be able to get through it. No, I literally, because <laughs> I don't know. It's it, so what, feral. How she came up with the idea, wrote it, like spent time writing it, record, like sung it, well, rehearsed long. it, recorded it, edited it. And, you know, before posting, she had just one final chance to 
look back on it and think maybe this is a bad move but she still posted it like I don't I don't get it Adam help me oh how? it's like I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand how someone can be that disassociated from reality that they thought that that would ever be a good idea. But there's loads of accusations as well about her being very, like, racist behind scenes towards yeah. black members of a team and not wanting mm-hmm. to have her shows be diverse at all. Um, and we haven't even talked about Trisha, who, by the way, I was oh, so girl. over Trisha. Like, Trisha Paytas, for those of you who don't know, is just sort of famous. That's all she's I can really an say. In- <laughs> she she's just a very is. interesting person. Yeah, she's made a lot of mistakes, Um, I think, is a nice way of putting it. And I was so over her because she was doing a podcast with H3, um, with Ethan Klein, and uh, she just really fucked him over. I can't be bothered to get into the details, but I was yeah. like, nah, Trisha. I'm Drama channels you. explain it. Google it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I was like, I'm so over you. But now I'm like, oh my God, poor Trisha. Like I am fully in her corner because she has just agreed to do like a, she's just started a podcast with um, Colleen and um, it's just come out um, that Colleen used to not only like mock and uh body shame her like old uh like nude photos and videos but also had viewing parties and yeah and was just people around to basically she was distributing paid per view explicit content of trisha against her will and sometimes that was to minors yeah so will she actually face charges for that because that's fully illegal well i mean i don't know what the law is like in the states but i would assume it's illegal there too um and yeah i i hope she does face charges because as a former sex worker myself you know sex workers are already the butt of so many people's jokes we're already treated like so much shit and i ain't here for it so fuck you colleen looking yeah, I'm forward sorry, to hearing but... i'm looking forward to her freestyle rap apology video next <laughs> i'm not um Anyway, Trish, um, Trish has made a video replying to it, and she looks real hurt. And it obviously, like that, it fucking sucks. It's awful. So, yeah, she's just all across the board. She is just not a nice human. And this is so funny because I keep seeing these old clips of her talking about being a good person, and like, mm. it's just like, oh my god, this is. Awful. How is she? How is? Yeah. How has it gone this long before this has come to light? Is my question. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. How has nobody picked up on this before? I think it's because there were two camps, right? One was the camp that was like, I just do not understand her humor. That was that's the camp I've been in. Like, I don't. Yeah, get I it. never I think really like was into it. And kind of strange. I just I was not into it. Didn't understand it. Um, and a lot of it is really uncomfortable. Like, it just cringes me out and I'm not yeah. uncomfortable. And I think that's one camp. And the other camp were fans. So either you were paying attention to her, but you loved her. Or you just weren't paying attention. Or you attention. just didn't engage. Yeah, she didn't really have a lot of haters, it seems. I mean, I'm sure she did. No. But I think most people who were aware of her were either really, like, really loved it. Or, mm. like us, I was always just like, nah, I'm like, bye. Leave me alone. Not interested. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that was probably the most insane apology video I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm still thinking about it. Like I'm still, it enters my my brain like at least five times a day, just for free. Like it just pops in. There. Oh no, she's living rent free right now in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fully. It's just yeah. like randomly, I'll just be like, 
the toxic gossip oh, train. <laughs> All aboard for emotional manipulation. So nice. <laughs> I mean, like Loki, she was in her Taylor Swift bag right there. Like, let's be real. Like, sis said she saw all too well the ten minute version and thought, "How can I do this but make it terrible?" Yeah, fully, fully. I, I tell you what, Ooh. she succeeded. <laughs> she <was> really did. <laughs> she really did. Anyway, I just had to talk about that, um, and just use that time to talk about that rather than my femi fact. But I do want to hear yours if you've got one. So. My family fact is a little bit of science again. I realized I did another science one the other day about alpha alpha wolves no, and that it. sort of stuff. But um love a bit of science. Yeah, which is unusual for me because I'm not super, super sciencey. Like I am not a woman in STEM. I'll make that very clear right now. <laughs> um so in our culture or in sort of society, a lot of times men will use the excuse that the reason men have this social upper hand is because in the earlier societies men were the hunters they they brought like you know meat to the table they basically they protected they did all that and women were the gatherers you know picking fruits and berries and herbs and whatever we now know and there's been mountain evidence for a long time to disprove this but recently a study was taking place looking at the remaining hunter-gatherer societies that are active today oh i love these new studies i love them yeah same right and so these are basically groups of people that live almost identically to pre-agricultural societies and they found that 79% of these cultural groups um in in 79% of them even they observed women engaging in hunting activities and usually those women were more likely to be adaptive in the hunting use a wide array of tools work more collaboratively collaboratively with other members of the tribe or sort of like dogs that they have and things like that and basically, it proved that women not only have always been hunters as well as gatherers, but also that the women that do hunt in this vast, significant majority of cultures that were observed are typically better hunters as well, because they're more adaptable, willing to experiment and change different tools. And they also observed that, you know, these aren't women hunters that are just going after like you know small game and stuff like that there's a large number of them that are going after large-scale game as well which is the main sort of source of lasting protein for these cultural groups which is really cool yeah like how cool is that that we can just like take a look back at history and just be like men you were wrong you're so wrong and you know what's so fucked up about it is that so many like historical findings that men have found or at least that teams of people have found in the past where you know the tools to find them were slightly underdeveloped yeah um they have like changed the course of history like without this narrative of men being the hunters we wouldn't have we probably wouldn't have as much of this alpha male spiel bullshit yeah exactly podcast bros always talk about because it's about just episode be one. it isn't true huh Going back to episode one, I love it. Yeah, full cycle. Like we went, but we wouldn't. Like if we knew that that was yeah. a thing before, then they wouldn't be able to say shit like what that. What gets me is I just wonder how many archaeological sites have been found from pre-agricultural societies where, like, women, like female hunters, have been sort of had the stories rewritten by this connotation. That I reckon that's happened a lot. 
Yeah, well, in the TikTok that I saw that gave me this Femi fact, they mentioned that basically this cultural understanding of men are the hunters, women are the gatherers, it really has fucked up so much of our earlier research into the dawn of humanity, really. Wow. But I always think as well, if you look at a lot of like animals that live in social groups that hunt, mm-hmm. the ones that come to my mind are wolves, lions, and hyenas. Yeah. In lion societies it's the lionesses that do the vast majority of the hunting and you know what i didn't actually know that until i watched uh the one of the new episodes of um our planet is that what it's called on netflix our planet yeah 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 and there was that there was like a group of um lions and i swear to god i was me and Fee was watching it and i was like what's going on the the male lions weren't lifting a finger yeah they weren't girl, doing they don't. shit the they women were don't. like they had like a whole technique and they got the buffalo or whatever it was yeah. and then in in came the male lions like thanks like dinner's ready thanks, babes. thanks <laughs> like, besties. i'm like when did this where who came up with this bullshit story about then male, men being hunters i'm so it's not just lions it. though like hyenas are a matriarchal species so the female Love hyenas that. actually lead like I think they're called packs or mobs or troops or whatever of hyenas. And same for wolves. Like, um, female wolves are just as involved in leading and spearheading hunts as male wolves are. Not me just like turn this podcast into like the wolf behavior recap show or something. Like from like <laughs> I mean, No, go off, I love it. I mean like stream shield by Shakira for a start, but also like you know what I mean? Drink. <laughs> Exactly. Shakira I mean, like, has been mentioned. Oh, wow, that was an early one as well. I know. I saw an opportunity. And I took it. <laughs> Speaking of Shakira, though, this is going to help me segue a little bit. Okay. So Shakira, as many of us know, has gone through a breakup recently, and Shakira was hella smart because she did not marry <gasps> this man, and that leads us to the topic of our episode, which is any guesses. Drum roll. it's wedding season girls it's wedding season um and we just want to talk about sort of a chaos what am i I trying to say i want to get into the bullshit wedding season archaic we want to talk about archaic wedding traditions period and just like misogynistic values that are holding weddings and marriage we want to talk about all of that and just generally have a chat about weddings and like how yeah. we see them today and what we do when we have weddings today. Exactly. It's like, I want to know, first of all, because um, mm-hmm. I feel like I know the answer to this for both of us, but mm-hmm. do we want to get married and why? And I I'm going to say, do. yeah, me too. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, no, I'm waiting. I will be. We are getting married. It's just Felix just hasn't yet. <laughs> Oh but god, we are to buy a hat. <laughs> oh my god do no and he he does as well he just you yeah know, he's one of those very sensible people who wants the money in order yeah first. yeah but i so, definitely will be i just don't want to do it in the sort of traditional way because yeah i agree with that yeah. i want to get married at some point too i mean i'm single right now so you know any kind-hearted bisexual liberal cowboys that want to come and hit me up please do i don't think many of them exist though um yeah specific is yeah. that your niche at the moment i mean if the colombian as well it's even better oh okay we're going full, full niche yeah i like 
I have the dream man in my head and I know that he doesn't exist anywhere, but if he does, please direct him to me right now. Um, oh, I'm sure he does. He'll find you. I hope so. I really hope so. I'm manifesting hard right now. I'm um, manifesting with you. Thank you, babes. But yeah, Not that I we need men, but no, it's no. nice. <laughs> yeah, it's like I didn't need to buy a second bottle of wine in my food shop today, but I still did. Exactly. exactly there's a lot of things that we don't have to do that we yeah want, so. exactly and speaking of wanting i want to get married because first of all i feel like for me i would want to be in a relationship where i want to make that public commitment to somebody mm-hmm. because i'm like the opposite of a commitment phobe i'm like right i'm so ready just to settle in you know be all cozy and homely and be like yeah, a homebody I'm a cancer, so that's just me in a nutshell. Yeah, me and Ellie both have cancer in our big three, so it's like very on that same wavelength. (laughs) I'm sort of with you, I agree. I want to get married because, one, I can't can't just sit here and pretend that I just want to do it for me. I've grown up since being a like six-year-old, like it's Mm. been my dream. It's just as I've gotten older, I've realised why um and that you know that society sort of like that's what society does to girls like loads of girls want to yeah it definitely get married does. from a really young age um well but... it's like at the end of every disney movie from like the ones that we grew up with it ends with them getting married you know yeah like, exactly. it is the happy ending like that's what we've so, been sold exactly so i've reevaluated it like in my head um as i got older and i've gone through phases of like oh do i am i you know is it for the right reasons and I just thought, you know what? Like, I don't think I need to think about it that hard. I want no. to do it. Like, I love Felix and I would love to have a day that's about us two, like, officially, where, like, all of the people we love them, I, you know, I'm really close with my family, you know that. And yeah. um, Felix is with his and I love his family and he loves mine. And it would just be a, just a really nice day. Like, it'd be such a nice, like, yeah, celebration absolutely. of us. Um, and that's all it is. It's just a celebration of us. And like, who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that? <laughs> so exactly, I'm, completely. I don't think you need to overcomplicate it. For, well, for, I don't personally. For me, like that's what it is. Is what it yeah, is. Yeah, and I mean, and to be fair, I this might surprise a lot of people, but in some ways, I am actually quite a traditional person. Um. Oh yeah. Not not in a lot of ways, but I. Because like, I'm not into like the white picket fence kind of thing. Like That's not ever mm. going to be me. And I mean, I want to get married, but I definitely don't want to get married right now. I, like, I want to get married like 30s at the earliest. Okay, I know this is a slight sidestep, but you've said picket yeah. fence now. And now I'm like, okay, what's your dream home then? Ooh, um, my dream home, I would love it to be like, maybe like the Lake District. Like okay. somewhere so in ha- the countryside. You have your, your Colombian like heartthrob. And yeah. um, you're moving in together. So where you go in, what's it looking like? Oh, money is no object, obviously. Okay, if it's <laughs> if money is no object, I want to be sort of I want a pocket of nature in the middle of like a city where it's like really quiet and enjoyable, but the house is big. The kitchen is like my dream kitchen because like that's exactly yes. where I need to live. Like I want a tandoor, I want a pizza oven, I want like every appliance and fun feature you can have in a kitchen that you can imagine i want it all i want proving we should, we should just live together this is my dream yes, <laughs> You're exactly. describing my dream house literally word for word like i want an outdoor smoker to like smoke fish in and all i want to go wild right i want everything kitchen related yeah 
and then walk-in wardrobe obviously like give it to me I don't just want a walk-in wardrobe I want London Tipton's walk-in wardrobe (gasps) yes 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 Actually, you know what I kind of want? You know in Hannah Montana where she has the wardrobe that's like on the conveyor belt and it spins around? I always thought as a kid it would be so fun to get lost in that. Like just like to go and hide in it and stuff. I feel like I was like that would be like so fucking cool, right? Yeah, London Tipton had the same thing with her conveyor belts and shit. Like, nah, I want to get lost in a wardrobe. That's on my bucket list. Get lost in a walking wardrobe. (laughs) If if anyone has one, hit me up and I can just like get lost in in it for a day. Right. Do you remember on Princess Diaries too, when she moves Probably. to Genovia and she gets like the like the jewelry wardrobe thing and it's yeah. like all automated? Yeah. I want that, but like times a billion. <laughs> Wait, but they already live in like a castle. <laughs> you want that times a billion? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Honestly, I <laughs> I'm not that bothered about like swimming pools and th- and like cinema rooms. Like if I can have them, great. But I want like the big kitchen, the walk-in wardrobe, a glam room, and I want a garden and a greenhouse as well. But I need a gardener because I'm terrible with plants. I kill them. I feel like so together, we're, we're just... <laughs> just... Just by listening to this one part <laughs> of this podcast, we are fully breaking the feminist stereotype that all feminists don't want, <laughs> like, aren't girly. And are like, absolutely not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, trust me. It's like... I'm so bad though, because if a man told me to get back in the kitchen, I'd be like, first of all, I was in there already. Second of all, fuck <laughs> I you, will. Like, you're making me like question. Like, I will, but not for you. I will for me. <laughs> for me, you won't be getting any of the incredible food I'm oh, making. Oh no, you'll get nothing out of this. K- the kitchen just happens to be my favorite place, but like, it's got nothing to do with the statement Perfect. you just said. <laughs> it's like, yeah. nope. Actually, I would weaponize it, right? I'd be like, I have this great kitchen. I'm going to make all this fun shit. And if you go, if you step out of line, I'm going to sit there and eat all this fun food in front of you. And like, what are you going to be left with? Like, honestly, not even instant noodles because my instant noodles slap. I have like such a method for them. Oh my God. Literally. No, because I um would not take, like, if anyone has, my brother would joke with me and be like, oh, make, make me a sandwich. I would literally just glare at him. Like, mm. Stop it. But my my brother is a professional in winding me up, as are most brothers, so fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, exactly no, that. same here. Same here. So, weddings. Because weddings. dream houses, I love this for us. <laughs> so, one thing about... We just talked, we both want to get married. Yeah. And you said specifically you don't want to do it traditionally. No. I'm really interested to get into what is a traditional wedding for you? Why don't you want to do it? And what would you want to do differently? So I don't have it all figured out yet. Let me like preface it by saying that. And there are some things that I would probably... If you know got a Pinterest board like I do. I have a very long Pinterest board, but I still don't think it's figured out yet. So because that's just who I am. It won't be until the Pinterest board is like overflowing where I'll almost be ready. But Stand that though. Yeah, literally. Um, but I think I would like pick out elements that I like from traditional weddings. Like I do yeah. really like a white dress, but if I liked one that had different colours in it, I wouldn't not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I'm just going to basically do what I want. Like I, I'm not going to take Felix's name. I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to be given away. Like I just think that's the most ridiculous thing 
I've ever heard, to be honest mm. with you. Um, and I am not, I'm not going to have like a religious ceremony. Oh, um, girl. No, I'm just, I, I'm just going to basically, I'm arranging a party that probably has vows um because it's very cute but I'm just gonna it's gonna be like a low-key thing like I don't want anything crazy I just want my friends and family there I love that though yeah I don't I don't want anything crazy I just want to make sure that I'm not also like carrying on misogynistic traditions as well yeah I don't I I don't want to be one of those people yeah you can't I almost feel like in a way weddings and like how you start a marriage it does set a tone and a standard. Yeah, I do. Cuz well. I think in our day and age and like I I mean just for prefacing, I'm currently a maid of honor to my sister like doing that at the moment. Ellie's mum just got married and you were if you weren't maid of honor, you were definitely a bridesmaid, right? Yeah, I was I was maid of honor. A oh, makeup artist, an emotional support therapist. Yeah, so like we've both been like deep into like the wedding thing at the moment from like yeah. a sort of a supporting position, and I think the way that my sister's done it is she's done it really well because she said, "Look, I just want to, I want the day to be as stress free as possible. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do anything that I think is like antiquated or like not my vibe." Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she's, um, I mean, there's been like things that have obviously come up here and there that have had to be dealt with and like there's been stress involved in it because of course there is it's a big it's a big deal but I feel like when you set the tone of the wedding to be like we want this to be easy and fun and we want to actually enjoy our time and it's about us and that's it I mm. think that's a really good way to set a tone for a marriage as well yeah absolutely because I do think that a lot of what happens in like wedding planning and like the lead up to the wedding um does sort of uh set the tone for the marriage because yeah if, as they usually do if the women's picking up a lot of the work and it's not like I would want my wedding to be very collaborative like I would want Felix involved in every yeah, step and I think he would want to be that's that's what I've never really understood it's like men are like oh I'll leave that all to the women like do you not want this like do you not want to get married do you not you want to have it's... a cool party like, yeah so I yeah, and I think that when women are doing all the work, it sort of sets a standard that that's going to keep happening. All the emotional labour, the mental labour yeah. of that relationship is going to be on them. But mm. you know what I think is, like, crazy that um me and my sister were talking about? Because she was telling me when she's been talking to, like, vendors and stuff like that, a lot of the time they just talk to her. They don't even, like, engage with my brother-in-law, which is, like, the only time, really, I feel like you're going to be in a situation where people go to the a wife as opposed to a husband mm. um and she was like i wonder if it's because traditionally like a wedding was like the last time women really got to have anything fun happen to them because after a wedding like traditionally it was like right you're a housewife now and like nothing wrong with being a housewife if you choose it but you know you had no choice you were just going to be a domestic worker for the rest of your life and mm-hmm. there was no chance for you to do anything fun again no autonomy no freedom no real decision making and that hit me like a ton of bricks because it's like fuck that makes so much sense to me actually mm-hmm. yeah 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 for sure um i think there's so much there's so much like as you said like, emotional labor involved in we should talk about like planning a wedding and maybe yeah. like maybe what we've witnessed like 
with your sister and my mom and like maybe mm. just in like past experiences what what it's like because I think if you've not had that experience for me it was a bit of an insight because you see it in movies and you feel like you know everything about it and then you experience it for real and you're like oh, okay it's really stressful it's like yeah. really 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 stressful I think about it you're I get stressed planning uh like a little house thing with like six people (laughs) yeah I get stressed and I don't I don't enjoy myself imagine doing that for like an entire like two families like a huge like Indian weddings oh my good god but whoever has to organize them I'm so sorry (laughs) this is this is why when I get married I'm doing some tradition I'm doing some traditional like Hindu stuff but like the classic Hindu wedding like five days thousand guests no Mm-mm. not a chance like it's not happening I'm, i refuse i refuse i violently refuse actually uh, that's really interesting i'd like to know like because you're hindu so and like traditionally hindu weddings are insane like they're massive and mm-hmm. stunning and there are so many different cultural traditions in them are you would you carry across any of that or most yeah of that, there's definitely of that? ones that i'm gonna do so in hindu weddings we do something called saptapadi which mm-hmm. is, it's kind of like our version of the vows in the ring exchange. Okay. So Saptapadi means like it's, you have a fire that's lit and the fire, it's basically, it's like a divine witness because the fire represents the god Agni, who's like the fire god. Oh my God, and stop, that's you, so cute. Okay, not to patronize, but that's adorable. Oh, like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it gets even cuter, right? You circle, so you tie your costumes together and you circle the fire seven times, and each time represents like different promises that you're gonna make to each other. Aww. So it's like you actually circle this divine witness to say, like, look, we're gonna do these things. So I definitely want to keep that. I want to yeah. keep the um, like you put garlands on each other at the end. He puts um, what's called sindor. It's like vermilion powder on your hairline. You might have seen um Hindu yeah. women wear like red powder on the hairline. Mm-hmm. So like, after I get married, I'll wear that every day to show that I'm married. Um, oh, wow. as well as like, oh, a ring that's amazing i see um, why you would yeah these are the cutest traditions i've ever heard <laughs> i'm gonna keep things like there's something called a roka which is where um the two families have a more private sort of religious ceremony where it's just sort of shows their intent to be matched together and linked and i i like that a lot um it's a nice opportunity sometimes for the families to get to know each other as well mm-hmm. um yeah so i like that side of it and i'm gonna do like the henna as well and like the mm-hmm. traditional like dress so i'm gonna wear like the red outfit um oh God, usually love... it's a lenga or a sari i'm probably going around the sari route but i like both um but there's oh loads God. of things that i'm gonna do i'm just not going to do things that i personally don't feel are gonna make my day feel intimate because that's what I want I want a mm-hmm. wedding where I feel like I get a chance to talk to everyone there and thank mm. them for coming and also as mystery man who is in this wedding is not materialized right now <laughs> I would I would love that whatever cultures he comes from have their own elements blended in as well so I like the idea of having like a fusion wedding like if it's if I just married like a, a British person I would do a indo sort of hindu western fusion Mm. um and if he was from somewhere else or belonged to a different culture that was important to him then i would like they're doing a fusion of that culture 
Mm-hmm. I love that. No, I absolutely love it. I um I don't have any strong ties to any of the like cultures that my family come from. So unfortunately, I would wouldn't do it because who would do that? That would be so strange. Um, yeah. Like hijacking a culture. Why would you do that? Anyway, oh, cultural appropriation. There is a word for it. <laughs> <laughs> I just sort of forgot for a second. Um, yeah. Oh my god, I'm more excited for your wedding than my wedding now. Uh, like <laughs> you're you're not even you've not even found Mr. Col- Columbia yet. Oh my god, right, guys. So if you know someone that fits my description, you've got to like Columbia you've got to make it work. Cowboy <laughs> liberal has to be very left wing. Um, we Anymore? love a bi we love a bisexual icon as well. So if he's bi, that's even better. I just find bisexual men have the best energy, like on earth. Okay, well. Perfect. I just enjoy the vibe. I always feel anybody, a little more chill. If anybody knows anybody like that, hit us up. <laughs> Let's set up a, a little yeah. blind date. Oh, also, he has to eat like everything. I can't. Oh, I yeah, cannot be with a fussy eater. No, 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 no. Fortunately, Felix is not at all. In fact, Felix is the complete opposite. Like the total other way, where he, I think I he has that. taste blindness. Like, oh, he'll he... just eat whatever's put in front of him. Yeah, 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 and and I'll be like, oh, like that's really garlicky, isn't he? Isn't it? And he'll be like, I don't know. <laughs> Bestie, How do you not. I went on a date with a guy who was such a picky eater. He had never eaten a bacon boy. <laughs> what did he eat? <laughs> I'm so confused. He lived off chips, chicken nuggets. That was it. No, no, no. I was I, like... I think I've heard of this guy before. Yeah, I, I'm just... sure I told you the story. Maybe it was you or somebody else is dating him. But I was like... <laughs> I was like, not in my household, babes. Like... No. no. I mean, That's I love like a chicken nugget, instant... but... No. Not for every meal. Imagine. <gasps> Imagine if somebody like got married to him and they'd have to cook him like chicken nuggets oh, every day. No, stop. that's like my worst nightmare. No, imagine nightmare. that as your wedding meal, right? That's the real tea. Like everyone else is like digging into, I don't know, whatever the hell you've got going on. And, and he then has it's his just... chicken nuggets. Nah, that's the biggest ick on earth. Like that's. Um, actually... And what if he was like, I, I don't want to be the odd one out, so I want chicken nuggets to be the main course on the wedding. Can you get divorced before you get married? <laughs> I don't know, I would. Oh my god. Oh my god, right. So that's the thing though. All this talk about planning weddings. We've already like started mentally planning bits of ours. Mm-hmm. But one thing as well is I'm not gonna go into too much detail just for like privacy state sakes, but in a conversation again with my sister about the wedding, there was something that she wasn't necessarily happy with to do with like the wedding. Right. And she said to me, and like Almost verbatim, I know this is like bullshit. Like she said this. I know this is like bullshit, but if something doesn't go right or doesn't look good, it ultimately it reflects on me as a bride a lot more than it does on my brother-in-law. And that's, that's the thing. Words like, have never been spoken. I know, and I was like, that's so true though, because no matter how much we want to have modern conversations about when's about the couple and all that sort of stuff, if something's shit, it, it will look bad on the bride. The yeah, it won't. Yeah. It won't be the. It, I've never once seen anybody talk about like the husband being at fault. Like, no, oh, this part once. of the day wasn't right. It's always going to go on the women. The responsibility, even if it is equal, equal on their part, it's the like societal response, which we are still quite far away from. I think changing. Yeah, 
I almost feel even if there was something in there that was specifically the groom's request and it was like kind of tacky or whatever. I feel like it wouldn't be, oh, I can't believe he would want that. It would be, I can't believe she let him have that. Yes. Oh my God. That's so true. That is so true. It's so funny because society has such a fun way of like managing to always shift the blame. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> that, but always shift the blame onto women, even when it has nothing to do with women. Like, and if yeah, not, if, if, if like a, like the man requests something tacky because let's be honest um at the wedding um it'll be one of two things why did um why did she let him or it will be like oh that's so cute of him to arrange this little thing it's like yeah. hello she arranged the whole wedding <laughs> like yeah like he that's would the thing though it's like and i'm sure it was the same with your mom and it's it's not 100% the same with my sister, but, like, it's there to a degree where the bride makes a lot more of the decisions. Mm, and mm. that's the thing that when I know I get... When I... Uh, English. I know that when I get married, that I'm immediately I'm like, right, there's so there's just going to be so much pressure on me to, like, make this great. Mm. And, you know, it's kind of partly it's welcome pressure because I would want to have a day that's everyone that went was like that was a really good day out thank you for that we had a lovely time we had a lovely time celebrating you and your partner but at the same time i'd also be like i know i know i'm gonna be a bridezilla right i just know it i've already <laughs> briefed my family I'm like y'all realize the second i get engaged do you hear that colombian cowboy <laughs> like yeah you gotta you gotta be prepared right you have to be like locked in because i'm gonna be a nightmare <laughs> do you think why do you think well i, I know it's stressful but I think I'm going to be a nightmare because I am not a perfectionist with other people too much. I'm not very anal about how other people do things, but when I do something myself, like I'm very competitive with myself and I'm very like, I'm a perfectionist with anything that I do. It's like, I don't do this too much because, you know, Cosy lives, but if I'm frying an egg and the yolk breaks half the time, I'm like... I just want to throw out. I don't know, Rag. No, okay, 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 okay. Same, 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 same. Like, I do things and it's like, I don't, people don't understand why. Like, my mum laughs at me all the time because I'll like, I will buy, oh my God, this is so like. <laughs> no, nah, go so get into it. I'm so ready. But like, I will buy, like on TikTok videos, I will buy separate containers for food that already comes in containers I do that and I will label them and I want to live my like aesthetic that girl fantasy obviously we know the hashtag that girl thing is very problematic but I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to look at nice things and I want to look at nice things all the time even when I open my cupboards so (laughs) that's so (laughs) me though like I'm really out here looking at Tupperware, even though I already have so much like glass Tupperware in my cupboards. Oh my and... god! Don't don't be a, a Tupperware a Tupperware. Oh my god! Though. No, like a Tupperware MLM starter because like they are around, <laughs> aren't they? People who do like the Tupperware MLM. Yeah, fully. And they have they have like the Tupperware parties, don't they? Yeah, yeah. They're the they're the mums of the like hey hun. Yeah. Hey hun. If DMs. anyone has been to a Tupperware party, can you please tell me what it's like? Because I'm so intrigued. Uh, same what does that involve is it just y'all get around and like look at top of where shit like and Surely is that not. it does she just does the person i say she food does come the in person, the top of yeah 
But is it just like the person hosting the party just shows you what can go in each thing? Like, oh, spaghetti can go in this one. Flour can go in this one. I use this one for peas. I, honestly, I don't know why you put peas on no top of whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I, I anyway. need to know, though. I need to know. And we keep, we're having so many sidebars know, this podcast. Know, I'm like obsessed really with it. No, I, I mean, I love them, but... Um, what were we talking about? The stress of wedding planning and how it all falls on the woman and how even when it doesn't, it if something goes wrong, yeah. it will look bad on the woman. I um, mentioned the B word of bridezilla, which, I mean, I heard I about just, myself. That's what I was just about to but... say. Yeah. My question is to you. We've all seen it on Reddit and stuff. Like TikTok Reddit videos. So many videos about like, am I the arsehole related to weddings and wedding mm-hmm. season? Like, am I the arsehole for wearing this colour to a wedding when the bride told me this? Am I the arsehole yeah. for asking this person in my bridal party to do this instead of that? Do we think that weddings breed a sense of entitlement in people? Um, <clears throat> Yeah, do you know, my theory on this is that I don't think it breeds entitlement in people. Like, mm. I don't think, not long term, I think yeah. for the wedding like lead up on the wedding day yeah 100% I think it's like the one time where your like society deems it kind of acceptable for you to be so entitled because the day has even though it's about you as a couple like coming together like to in like in a historical societal sense it's always been her day her day and I think women probably do get that sense of like finally it's here and then just go kind of crazy but, yeah which is kind of understandable because no, there's that. so yeah, much is. there's so much context there that I mean the amount of movies that we consume growing up like I I, I mean I have you seen Bride Wars that was like one of my favorite movies growing up. I haven't actually oh my god you should watch it <laughs> it's so good mm. <laughs> but um yeah there's just so many like wedding or like the wedding planner the wedding date there were like you, you yeah, name it, there's a it's... long list of rom-coms about weddings and it's just it's just what has happened. See, the thing is, though, I am kind of in the camp that... Because I've been trying to encourage my sister to be like... Because... I'm really like, struggling to get my words out today. I'm like, I'm just... <laughs> my thoughts are going like faster than my mouth is. I've been saying to her, like, look, babes, it's your day, it's yours and Jake's day. Like, just please, please, just, like, if you want to bridezilla out a little bit, like, by all means, feel free to. Like, I don't want you to feel like you have to, you know, try and protect, like, our feelings or anything like that. If there's something you want, just do it. Like, I'll sort That's it out so for you. That's so nice of you. But a lot of people, I think the rub is when people are, like, they lean into that, but then they don't respect people's boundaries. Yeah. I think that's where the problem is. I think people can go the complete opposite way to my sister where it's like they know it's their day and it, it is your day like you know if you're getting married it's your day big up you happy i don't you. think it mean. i don't think it's an excuse to be a nasty person yeah though. exactly Do you know what i mean like I'm, i would never want my bridesmaids if i even had them i probably wouldn't even have bridesmaids but i wouldn't want them to be uncomfortable i'd be like that's yeah, exactly. there's a lot of there's a there's a rise in popularity of the like just same color but choose whatever dress you want kind that's of what we're doing for my sister's wedding and it's yeah. so nice. Yeah, it is really nice. So, yeah, I think it just doesn't give you an excuse to be a nasty person. But again, I hate how that this conversation even exists because yeah, me too. It shouldn't because it's it's this weddings. I I don't think I'm a fan of weddings as they are. I think 
and mm. with the like meaning because it looks so magical when you're younger and then you grow up and you think and you learn all these things oh you're the her dad's giving her away or walking her down the aisle because it's like he's allowing it to happen or like asking for the like father's permission to yeah mm, all of this stuff when you think it's cute and then when you learn more about it you think that's the opposite of cute that's perpetuating yeah a standard that we should not be continuing yeah it perpetuates the idea that women are property exactly i mean you can't continue that i mean even traditionally women didn't say i do they said obey no wait really yeah so i did not know that traditionally women used to say obey instead of i do oh my god Oh my god. Yeah, that, Wait, that would be their we, response. Do we have like a list of old like a list of wedding traditions that we can I'm gonna Google it. Oh my god, yeah, find one. I also with weddings and the sort of the traditional side of it, I'm a firm believer in if traditions are if you can find meanings and traditions that don't hurt your sensibility sensibilities, so that's great. But I also like I've gone back and forth with like, would I want to get given away? You know, is that something I want? My sister's getting given away by my dad. Um, which like, you know, I think in our family we understand that it doesn't have that connotation for us. My mum but... my mum wanted my brother to give her away, which mm. was it ended up being really cute. I personally I can't. I gave away I my mum when she remarried. That's really sweet. But I, I, I do get I do get it. I just in my head I can't detach it now that I've learned it. Yeah. I can't exactly I, I don't like the idea of a man giving me to another man. Yeah. Like, can you not? <laughs> like I'd rather not. Yeah. And I think that it's one of those things with wedding traditions where I think everyone's gonna have their own like points with like A into that. I don't like that bit, I don't like that bit. And the problem with weddings is just so much of it that feels like it's compulsory. Like, we've all been to weddings before. We've all seen how they go. We've all seen the bride get given away. And then we've all got used to calling the bride by a different surname. And then we've all got used to the bride being in a white dress. And obviously, white symbolizes virginity. That's which... what, yeah, that's the first one on this list I just found. Yeah, you Purity. know, and then the idea that, I mean, traditionally as well, you'd go from your father's home to your husband's home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, obviously that's not the, how most people do it today, but that is how traditionally it went. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just looking at this list. Sorry, go go on. And also, and so much of wedding traditions here, and honestly, in Hindu slash Indian culture as well, and in pretty much every major culture in the world, it's a ceremony of handing women from one man to another. It is mm-hmm. a transfer. It's and. That's where I really start to struggle with the concept of a wedding and where I kind of, there's a lot of that shit that I just know I don't want to dismantle. Like, I don't think I want to get given away. I'm definitely not taking someone's name. um, Unless I have like a name that I really liked, but then it would literally be like, I like how the name sounds as opposed to being like, I want to be his, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and you know what? Um, I commend anybody who like break these traditions um because it's not it's not it's really easy to talk about but you it's not easy to do though no because you forget that you also have your friends and fam- family specifically around you who maybe like your dad really wants to give you away or your yeah. brother or whoever or maybe you know people don't understand what you're doing and don't let's not forget about I think we need to talk about like mums especially like yes like mothers of the bride who are maybe a little bit traditional are 
terrifying to me like they're so scary yeah like the way they dictate like the dress and everything is so frightening um but when you have all of that up against you I think being able to break the norms of weddings is really brave so I like commend you anyone who's, absolutely who has or is planning to because it's a lot harder than you know if we could just like stop sexism <laughs> like change the patriarchy overnight we would there's a reason why we've not yeah we've not. It's, it's it's harder in actuality I think mother of the bride is such an interesting role because like obviously my mum is the mother of the bride at the moment and she will be again when I get married and she's got the approach of just she just wants to make things as easy as possible for my sister which is how it should always be but you know everyone's seen enough say yes to the dress to know that that's not how a lot of mother of the brides are and Mm. honestly on that show i mean i know we've got a tlc shows episode in the cloud which guys stay tuned for that by the way my i'm so sorry that we've missed an episode it's my fault i'm sorry Girl, it's like these things happen. That's life. Life <laughs> just life happens sometimes, everybody. Like, you know, get with the program. But, but in good have... news, you may yes. have two episodes this week. Enjoy. <laughs> oh my god, yes. A bonus. Y'all are so lucky. Like, see, I don't know. say we don't give you anything. Literally. <laughs> um But in terms of like say yes to the dress, we've all seen just how abysmally mothers the bride treat the daughters when they're picking out wedding dresses and it's so gross yeah. to me i'm like it's awful that's your little girl and it's a special day like i just wear the goth dress if she wants to for fuck's sake yeah or the revealing dress or the short dress or whatever it is like yeah. the, the the opinions that or oh, especially these like really religious mums like really christian mums and like yeah. the bride wants to like i don't know show a bit of shoulder and they have like a massive issue with it. Like, oh my God, my heart goes out to the, the girls uh, who have mums like that. I, I cannot. Mine too. I think my mum will definitely be <laughs> opinionated. But I think she would just want my day to go as like smooth yeah, as possible. Yeah, exactly. Well. I'm sure she would it. too. But, so, okay. Here's some tea though. Yeah. How would you want to get proposed to? Like... Okay, no, I'm I'm opinionated. I am I have I am opinions. very opinionated too. I have opinions because if Felix w- were to propose to me in public, I'd kill him. Like I no. would I am not about that life. Do not do that to me in public. It's not like I'm going to say no or anything. It's just embarrassing. I don't want other people knowing my business. Like there's this thing. It's called mm. minding your business and people don't do that. So <laughs> <laughs> and that's just a fact you can't change. So I would rather it be private, yeah. intimate, something that ties in something about our relationship, but it needs to be private. I, I can't be doing the like ring in cake, what, like restaurant proposal. Oh, uh, like, no. Out, get out. <laughs> I think that the um the only way I'd like, but yeah, public is cool is if it's in a private location, but it's just not at home. Like, yeah, say, no, that's, I'm, that's what I mean by private. Yeah, yeah, I don't want a spectacle, though. I want this to be no, an intimate either. moment. Like, my idea of hell is getting proposed to others as an audience, or, like, it's, like, young people, it's not super common when people get married at, like, not married, engaged. Oh, my mm. God. At, um, Like, sports events and stuff like that. Or <gasps> people, do you Worst like a skywriter? Worst nightmare. Wait, hang on. I would low-key kind of be into the skywriting if I was in a uh, having a private picnic somewhere and it was a look-up moment. I think I could get into it, Mm, but it's a bit overdone. Okay. 
I think it's just because it's such a big gesture. It's like how okay, do you feel about fine. people getting engaged at concerts? Because there's been so many of them on no. the Eras tour, which by the Absolutely way, absolutely no. Got a code for the pre-sale for the Eras tour, so everyone pray for me. Oh my god, I'm I'm praying everybody is like so intense about this. I'm scared. Oh, don't I'm so <laughs> I'm not, stressed. I'm not, even, I'm not even like trying to get them, but I'm stressed. <laughs> um, Honest to yeah. God, like, uh-huh. but um. People getting married. Why do I keep saying getting married? Oh my god! People getting engaged at concerts doesn't bother me as much, but I also don't uh, want nah, it. I don't want that. I do not want that. I think it's the most unromantic thing you could possibly do. I, I'm, I am a love whore. Like I am a sucker for love. I love love. Like I want romance, and I want it to be intimate and cute. By intimate, I don't mean like during the deed like or anything like that like I would die like hell no but I just mean cute you know cute and private and something that like ties in something about your relationship Uh, that's that's all I want I don't I don't want money if if it's a if you're flaunting your wealth get out like I don't want that either like I want yeah I want I want it to be like the one occasion in my life where somebody really thinks about what they want to say to me yeah I don't want it to be cringy though like I don't I also don't want that, but, but I feel like if it's never... if it's sincere, then it won't be cringy. Like exactly, I think I think people being like emotional with one another is not cringy if it's sincere. Do you know what proposal I love actually, which I think is kind of Ooh, like low key underrated, sure. is mm. I really like um, the f- proposal in Friends between Chandler and Monica, <gasps> and I say yes. between them because it, it's not they it's propose not to each other. And I love it that that i'm on board with it's both a surprise to both of them and also it's intimate it's, it's cute. incredibly like, romantic it's private like that i'm all for that that's yeah. a cute proposal to me have you been proposed to before <laughs> no no not yet Felix. i have Felix, twice stop oh my god yes. i'm sorry we're so like we're young so i don't even think to ask that question i wasn't even going to ask you back who why oh my god I was on a date with a guy and it was a second date and he was from a more traditional conservative Hindu family than me because my family is not a Hindu family. Second date and he pulled out a ring (gasps) and it was at a restaurant so already it was a no. And he was like, I know that this is like literally the second, the third time that we're meeting each other. But I'm just really feeling the vibe. My mum and dad like you because, like, they knew me from the temple, and they he was just like, "They're in for it. I'm in for it. Like, let's do this." I was 20 years old. He was like, "Oh, you can drop out of uni now. I'll take care of you. Like, it's all good." And low down, <laughs> man. <laughs> Sorry. And drop out. Who is? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I was just like, uh, no, thank you. Thanks, but no thanks. And I left that date very early. Um, that must have I... been so awkward. Honestly, it wasn't just because I was like, I didn't feel bad at all about completely just like dropping the ball and be like, nah, fuck off, I'm back, like, peace out, I'm, I'm gone. Because <laughs> it was a second date. But yeah. Ellie, we had known each other the space of two weeks Two that's crazy. Two earthly weeks. I had known this man. I had met him in person 
three times. I think I think it's so funny how people that to me is a red flag in itself because it kind of screams that they think they're the main character. Like they they think they're in that like zero point one percent who can yeah. get married within two weeks and last forever. I could not marry someone that like I've never lived with before that I don't know like. I need to I need to know what I'm getting myself into basically. Then the other time was with a client <gasps> and he so basically for any of y'all that don't know um I mean I've mentioned it before but I am a former woman of the night and a lot of sex workers will be familiar with the concept of like people who've watched Pretty Woman and want to be like the Richard Gere type. They see you as, like, being this, like, diamond that, like, fell into, like, the muck and they want to, like, take you out and polish you and, like, give you, like, the great life and everything like that. And they really think that, like, you know, they're, like, they're a saviour. This guy was someone I saw pretty regularly and we had a good rapport. But ultimately, like, you know, I didn't have any feelings for him because if you're in that sort of line of work, you get very good at separating emotions yeah, I'm sure. And all that sort of stuff. Like, you know, you just, you get very good at compartmentalizing feelings and all that. But he was like, it was actually in the act. And he was like, you know, just, I just want to do this all the time. You know, like, and he said, like, be mine, marry me. And I was like, uh, y'all don't, you don't even know my real name, babes. <laughs> like, he said, that's How called I make... being blinded by lust. Like, that's... Oh, no, trust and believe. I mean, like, I can't blame him because, like, damn, like, I would too, but... <laughs> but I was just there, like, this is not the tea. Like, you don't know my name. You don't know anything about me. You only yeah, know that's what... insane. You only know the image of myself that I portray to you for the purposes of what we're doing right now. He thought he was living his Richard Gear fantasy. No, he really thought that he, like... <laughs> <laughs> he really thought he was gonna like dress me up and like take me off to all of his like fancy friends and it's like oh my, oh my god. god shameful that's so embarrassing for him honestly like i don't know what he's doing now i don't know where he is because i've not spoken to him in years but like i mean at least he didn't go for the effort of buying a ring on like the first guy that i talked about the first guy sounds quite very deluded, but kind of sweet, I guess. Just really super deluded. No, it, it really wasn't. It was very okay. much like, I want you to be like my living like girl. Like Oh shit, okay, never mind. He was it immediately was like well, because he was like, quit uni, you won't have to work, we can adopt kids. And basically yeah, no, he, won't be, he won't be me to be at home for making chapatis all day. And I was like, babes, this ain't happening. Like <laughs> Like this ain't this ain't the tea. This ain't the chai. Oh my god. Yeah. Anyway. So I had to snip those loose ends off real fast. That's insane that that's happened to you. Yeah. Wow. Been twice as well, Jesus. You're just clearly you're a woman in demand. Let's hope that third time's the charm, though, for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It will be. I I believe in it. Manifesting. I hope. Um it. So I want to talk a little bit more about bridesmaids and like that aspect of being in a wedding party. So obviously we just said me and Ellie are both maids of honor. I want to know from you, what are some things that you didn't know and like learned going into it? And what's some advice you'd give to someone who's about to become a bridesmaid or like maid of honor? 
don't do their makeup just don't agree to do it if you can do a bit of makeup just don't just literally don't it's not worth it <laughs> only joking mom I love you <laughs> no I agreed to do my mum's makeup obviously um I'm sure if people listen they know we're former makeup artists so I was like yeah let me do it for you that's fine let's have a nice little trial like six trials later and she's still not sure <laughs> like I, no literally I just wanted it to end I I I got so frustrated like I I, you know I hated bridal makeup I was the nicest ever to start with I went shopping with my mum I I spent like an hour and a half in space in K with her while this woman was like testing makeup on her like I was doing the most listening to everything I was like whatever you want like we'll do it we'll try it but I think it, I I reached a limit. Like I I just I didn't know that I was gonna reach the limit. Like you I capped out though. The, yeah, I I capped out around number four, and then I was like, and then I said, tell me now, like if how you feel about this, so that on mm. the day I know what to change. Like, and she's like, I love it, and then it's like a week before we go to Greece, and she's like, I want another trial. I'm just, there's just this, and then she starts listing things off. And then I'm like, why didn't you tell me this? The like first time, the second time, third time, the fourth time. Like, <laughs> why are you doing this to me? I got so mad. And then in the end, I just had to suck it, suck it up. As soon as we got to Greece, I was like, best behavior. Like it all came out before we went to Greece. And then we went mm. and, then, and it was fine. It went fine. But maybe if you crack under pressure, don't take on a lot of responsibility. Um, I think it's actually okay to say no to being a maid of honor. Yes, if you feel like you I can't agree. And just be like, I'm going to be so supportive. I'm, I'd love to be a bridesmaid. I think don't take on, you'll ruin it for her. <laughs> like, honestly, you'll ruin it. Yeah. For her. My mum is not happy with me. So I completely <laughs> agree with that. I think that um, for people being a maid of honor, it's like I'm made of honor to my sister. I'm like down to do whatever she needs. Like, organizing the hen totally fine i'm doing like bits and pieces for like the wedding decor that's fine i'm doing a speech you know like everything that she needs i'm like bet i'm gonna do it like i'm not gonna complain just like so tell sweet. me what you need i'll make it easy for you but i'm only willing to do that because it's someone that i really care about i would say yeah, same just as to my be mom. yeah and i would say as well if you know that somebody wants you to be a bridesmaid or the maid of honor i think if you want to agree to it, you need to set some boundaries that you feel like that's going to be hard to do. Like, my sister's mm. very laid back. I didn't feel like I need to have a conversation with her. But mm. if, you know, we had the same level of closeness that we do, but I knew that she would be, a, like, get on my tits, basically. Mm. I would be like, look, girl, I'm going to do this, but here are my boundaries. This is what I, like, this is what I can do and what I can't do. And I think Communication that... is key. Yeah. Exactly. I think that for so many people, it's so easy to get wound up in, like, the title and the responsibilities of it and then ignore your own needs. Mm-mm. And I think that, like, it is really important that you set your own boundaries with being a bridesmaid. And I'd also say as well that advice for people who are going to be bridesmaids about like the the outfit situation if you've got a bride that wants everyone in the same dress then you need to advocate for yourself because people come in different shapes and sizes people have different things that they're going to be comfortable with i always would err on the side of if you're going to do it just have one like same color scheme and like whatever they want which is like Mm. what my sister's done i'm wearing a sari my mom's actually a bridesmaid she's wearing like a nice dress you know that's like how it's going if that's not you 
um, and you don't want that, and you're going to have bridesmaids all in the same dress, you need to pick someone that's going to be flattering for everyone. Yeah, 100%. Like, I think as um as a bride, you do need to make sure that you're considerate of people's feelings. I know it's your day, yeah. you and your partner's day, but I do think, like gosh it's do you know what this topic has been harder for me to unpack than I thought it was going to be going into it Mm. because it's like there's so many moving parts to this absolutely that all stem from patriarchy that it's really hard to sort of like talk about it in a productive way because I think it's a really personal thing now I think that's the only way you can view it is if, if when you get married it's a really personal thing um, but if we're talking about it in like a tr- traditional sense and you are the one who's in charge, first of all, maybe consider, I think my first bit of advice, right, for a bride is if you are in charge, what, like, why? Is it because you won't let him yeah. have anything to do with it or like what, just evaluate that before you make a lifelong yeah, what's commitment. what's the reason for you being yeah. in charge? <laughs> before you make a lifelong commitment to somebody, maybe just think about why it's all being put down to you because that's like the biggest red flag, right? Absolutely. Um, and then if not, like everything else is all very personal because when you look at it from a tradition in a traditional lens, this is all patriarchy. Patri- men have built weddings. Oh, one of the, the sexist traditions I found while you were um, getting your delivery is um I was reading and so you know carrying the bride over the threshold like to the room yes to the room so do you know where that originated from is that the bedding ceremony like that used to happen in like medieval culture technically that's technically technically yes but also I think that's linked to something else more specifically and I forget what it is but the actual like slightly more modern version of just like carrying your wife like fireman style mm. over the into your room um that actually originated um from when brides like put up a fight and they didn't want to they were f- dragged uh... dragged over isn't that awful i hate that so much is that not awful like i hate that so much if you've never if if you're listening and you've never really considered like what a wedding is I like you really need to just like go and have a research and like and and unpack it a little bit unpack it because they're so like <laughs> weddings were not made for us they're, no, they're business they're really trans- they were made as business transactions where women were totally like they had no say in it whatsoever really so I think yeah. it's great that women can be a bridezilla and like have the control over it but you do have to still keep unpacking and like ask the right questions like what I just said and that's also why I said it's hard to talk about in in this in the way we are because for it to be and anti-patriarchy as personal but then there's like there's traditions in some parts of the world where they have to produce like a bloody sheet or rag after the wet like they've consummated the marriage yeah I've heard of that as well like that's a that's a thing that exists too and you know it's such a a massive thing because in a lot of the world and to be honest in the western world women are still valued on the basis of like their purity and weddings are a testimony of purity because it's like 
you know, weddings are used to preserve purity when it's like a shotgun marriage, like, you know, people getting married before baby's born, so it's not born out of wedlock. Mm. You know, there's so much of weddings and marriage, but weddings specifically that are interwoven into bullshit purity culture. And Mm. I'm going to keep it completely real right now. Your purity is not based on anything because purity of people does not exist. We are not water. Like, we're not water, we're not oil. You can't grade our purity. We're human beings and we are complex. And you having sex, you having sex before you're married does not make you impure. You having a life and having fun before you're married does not make you impure because purity does not exist. Virginity does not exist. It's a bullshit concept that patriarchy made to punish women for having sexuality. Reach. Mic drop, literally mic drop moment. What I was going to dive into before is how do we feel about like people doing things like dry weddings, child-free weddings? Because I'm all in favor, but I'm curious, like no opinions. It's your day. Like, do what you want to do. It's your day. And as you said, people are lucky that they're getting paid for and being invited. And it's not about them. It's about you celebrating your love for, you know, your partner, whoever that is, and having a good time. Like, if they don't want exactly. kids, I don't want kids there. Kids aren't allowed on my wedding. Oh, hell no. Um, hell no. And I don't drink, but I find it. I find watching my family get drunk hilarious. So it definitely won't be a dry wedding <laughs> at all. Um, so... Yeah, like I, uh, I'm, I'm not opinionated. Yeah. On that. Do what, do what you want. Do what you gotta do. Do what you want to do. I'm, it's your day. I'm like fully. I'm opinion on opinionated on it, but like in the positive sense. I'm like, I'm very passionate about if you have a boundary and it's your day. I mean, or honestly, just in general, if you have a boundary, most of the time boundaries are very valid. I think that they always mm-hmm. come from valid places with valid reasons behind them. Mm-hmm. And trust and believe, I do not want to go to weddings for children. I don't want to be anywhere with children. I mean, I, I also don't want people this... to be worried about their children when they're trying to have a yeah, nice time. Get that's the thing. But it's like, if you have children at a wedding, it's like, oh, so they've got to have like a different thing to eat because they're probably not going to eat the grown-up food. Oh, and so mean, so it's like, yeah, and it's like, oh, can we not play like certain songs now at the party because they might have like oh, raunchy lyrics I haven't even thought about all this. This is just <laughs> further like consolidating. No, like, I will not. And I'm like, well... You know, does that mean that like people have to be like like behaving a certain way? Like, do I have to, you know, like just yeah. Honestly, fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. The child free episode is coming. People get ready for it because I am going to be more passionate about that than anything you've ever heard me talk about. But fuck <laughs> them kids. My sister's having a child free wedding. I'm so ready. I'm so excited. I'm like. <laughs> No, do you know like, what? I think I know that it. like adult only like hotels and like resorts and stuff exist, but there's just Girl not paradise. enough of them. <laughs> just not enough of them. I can't. I realized recently as I've been getting older, I can't do kids on beaches. Like, oh, no, I, can't, I legit I can't do think it. they should do like zoos and museums and stuff. They should do adults only like days and evenings and stuff. Yeah. And like, I would pay extra to go. Yeah. Okay. I would uh, just 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 before we go any further, like yeah. we don't hate kids um ellie doesn't <laughs> oh, no, no i'll be real i'm trying to, I, make, I'm trying to help you here i'm doing I'll what be... the 1975 to tomat healy when he said it's, uh... i don't think it's racist when 
<laughs> I'll be very real. I believe that children deserve to be in loving homes with parents that want them and they have the best upbringing and they get to make choices and, you know, and the parented in a way where they're able to grow up and be wonderful, responsible adults who can be greater for the future of society. Just don't bring them into but my home. <laughs> I do not have, and I'm a former teacher, I have no fucking patience for it. Fair like, enough. The second I hear a baby crying, I'm like, right, I'm on demon mode. Like, if I someone doesn't... There. I'm also not is... good with babies. Like, what I do you do like... I'm like Gavin in Friends, and he's like, hi, nice to meet you, and like tries to shake its hand. Like, no, I can't... Like, I don't know what to do with them. So... I don't know what the hell to talk to kids about. I barely even know what to talk to people my age about half the time. Anyway... Before we go yes. down this road, yeah, before we start further, the child free episode early, but just to let everybody know, this is not the only uh, child hating monologue that I've had to cut out of one of our podcast episodes. <laughs> 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 this is actually like number three. Um, <laughs> so just to move on. Yeah, move on, please take us away. <laughs> Shakira, drink. Oh no, it's getting messy. Um Okay, I'm That's desperately I'm just <laughs> desperately reading <laughs> our Google sheet. <laughs> We've talked about it. <laughs> oh, what's the Reddit post? Read it read out the Reddit post <laughs> <laughs> Yes, right, okay. Whew. So Reddit is like it's really enlightened me to a lot of shit about weddings because I mean like shout out to Hot Takes podcast they have lots yeah. of like I'm the arsehole stories about Reddit notice how I just like recovered so quickly that I'm so proud of myself I was gonna say um, oh my god <laughs> I like I thought you were gone for a second like, no I thought, I, thought like, I was gone too <laughs> like there's no coming I back. was like oh damn we're fucked but no we pulled it back <laughs> nice um, nicely done but Reddit, like, on I'm the Arsehole and other similar threads, there's loads of stuff about weddings, right? And people wild now, like, mother-in-laws trying on, like, wedding dresses and all kinds of crazy shit. Mm. And I was on there just looking through and I saw this post and it's it's fairly short, which I think is just right for us. Um, But it's from r slash random thoughts which is not one that i'm a subreddit that i'm on very much but maybe we'll be after this so this was posted 20 days ago so it's fairly recently Mm. and the title is american wedding culture is so strange so i'm gonna just say this person on america i'd say western wedding culture in general fits this mold so they write, why would you ever want to spend tens of thousands of dollars and months if not years of your life preparing for one event that and the added stress of the guests at the wedding not being under your control. Like another woman wearing white or especially, an especially intoxicated person ruining everything with a terrible speech. To me, those kind of weddings are less about celebrating relationship moving forward and more about trying to prove something to others. If anything, I do a simple wedding slash no wedding at all and go all out on the honeymoon. Maybe there's something I'm missing that someone could enlighten me on. And then they just made an edit here saying, yes, I know Indian weddings are equally, if not more, insane. I'm ethnically Indian. I specified American weddings because I'm more familiar with them. And 
I having seen both cultures, Western and South Asian cultures, mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. close, and how both do weddings, I would agree with what that person's saying quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, I I'm a hundred percent in agreement that like, there's nothing here contestable to me. Like I yeah. I said I've already said it like small intimate wedding like not don't spend too much money on it like this is yeah this is 100% I agree because otherwise especially when they said it just looks like you've got something to prove or you're just trying to prove something to other people yeah it's like why are you doing that when you're supposed to be all you want to be focusing on on your marriage like on your wedding which is yeah about to be a marriage is the person you're getting married to I think for me, the thing is, get married for the marriage. Don't get married for the wedding. Yes, that is that is the best piece of advice because there's so like we're all guilty of it. There are so many women out there who literally just want the wedding. Like, let's be honest, you can't find a man because <laughs> you don't like them. <laughs> You're just after the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, and. You know what? If you want to have a nice day and you the things, you know, you want a traditional wedding, you want like the the big white wedding and like you no know, everything to be perfect and all that stuff. By all means, go and do. That's gonna make you genuinely happy, and it's for you. I'ma back you a hundred percent. Like, get behind me. I'll fight your battle for you. But I just feel like a lot of people go through the rigmarole of a wedding because they're being pressured by family or by society and they feel like if they don't do all of the steps that it takes to make the perfect wedding happen then all of a sudden it's like that marriage like isn't valid or it didn't happen mm. or and you I know should... people that have got eloped and have the most healthy happy marriages and I know people that did the full song and dance spent literally like half a million on a wedding and then got divorced two years later so it, that's also a very big risk isn't it yeah, no, I'm, I've said it t- like twice now and I'll say it again. Like you should be, you should not be putting like effort into your wedding, like for other people. It's your, exactly. it's your day. It's <clears throat> yours and your partner's day. I would love to hear everybody's thoughts though on like weddings and the sort of archaic sexist traditions and like how patriarchy has had a play in it, your experience of it. Please send. Yeah, stuff we want. So we we want to know it, it all. We will because if we get it, we will read it out. Yeah, we, we definitely confirmed. will. Confirmed. So yeah, and thanks so much, guys, for listening to us. Um, keep your eyes peeled for our bonus episode as well, which is coming soon. Yeah, and plus, um, our next episode we have um a super special guest, our history editor, um, slash history writer, who is gonna. Give us a little bit of a history episode. Yes, so I'm if so you're excited into for this. your history, then definitely tune in for that. Okay, um, so we yeah. love y'all so much. Ellie, do you want to drop our socials? Yep. So um, I mean you can find us at the new feminist.co.uk um, um if you want to find our website. And then our socials are so for Instagram, it's the new feminist magazine, and then all of our other socials are at TNF magazine. And that's it. Thanks, guys. Love y'all. Get divorced. Bye. <laughs> Get divorced is the, the closing line. I love it.